Thank you, Pastor. And uh, I'm so uh, grateful to come back. Now, but I want to warn you first. I don't speak English. I speak Chinglish. <laughs> so you better use some imagination. If you don't understand what I'm saying, just uh, try to figure out. Um, we have a lot of uh, ESL students like me, and they, they, they struggle with English. So when we first came in 1986, uh, study at Bob Jones University, then uh, we, we do have uh, all kinds of a problem with the English. Because you know that the Chinese, uh, uh, original Chinese, uh, complicate uh, all the traditional Chinese, they read like this. I mean, from the bottom to the, uh, from the uh, top to the bottom. So when you read, your head goes this way. <laughs> yes, I understand that, I understand. But English, read this way. So when you read, you say, no, I don't understand at all. <laughs> so uh, we struggle a lot, but uh, by the grace of God and uh, uh, the kindness of friends, and they try to, uh, try to figure out what we are uh, saying. And some of our friends, uh, that even though we spoke uh, really broken English or Chinglish, they understand. You know, that's a miracle. They understand. Um, I, uh, when we first came to 1986 in the uh, in Greenville area, we came travel here. Uh, we see so many Chinese uh, uh, foreign students here. And uh, so uh, Pastor Sen uh, invited us to join the ministry. So since 86, we started visiting the Chinese uh, people, Chinese students, and establish the, uh, the ministry here. And uh, uh, so I was uh, one of the uh, Chinese pastor and uh, minister to the Chinese uh, uh, congregation, and later on in, uh, it, uh, evolved into international uh, ministry. So uh, come back to U, uh, UBC just like uh, coming back home. You know, uh, we learned English uh, in, uh, when we were in uh, Taiwan. and uh, But then uh, the thing is that they speak English different, differently than uh, here. Uh, when I first arrived, um, they don't speak English. They speak, in, they speak Southerner. <laughs> and uh, uh, in the beginning, I don't understand at all because uh, I took the, I went to take the drive license, and the lady spoke Southerner, and I don't, I don't know what she said, so I, I failed my driving, driving license. <laughs> and uh, but then later on, stay here uh, since uh, 1986 until 1999. The Lord called us to the mission field. And uh, we actually are so uh, familiar with the Southerner. When I heard the Southern accent, just like uh, going home. And so uh, really appreciate UBC to support us all this year. And the uh, word just cannot express my sincere thanksgiving to all of you. Um, we are not, uh, when we left uh, UBC, we are not leaving. We actually become the extension of UBC. And so our ministry now is focused on 1040 window. Our ministry, 
uh, we, we started a mission board and uh, our ministry called Christian Way Mission. Now, please uh, understand, it's not W-E-I, it's W-A-Y. Now, there's a story about behind this because uh, my name is Christian Way, but it is not my, uh, the, the Chinese name, it's actually the English name. When I was uh, in Taiwan and our uh, teachers teach us English and ask us to pick up an a English name, and uh, the teacher said that, the, well, if you tell the English-speaking people about your Chinese name, they probably will not pronounce it. And uh, my Chinese name is Wei Xue Gang, so it's difficult to pronounce it. So the English teacher said, pick uh, an English name. I was not safe. I don't like Christianity. I hate Christian. But I, I want to pick up a name that uh, everybody will remember. So in that uh, perverted mind that time, I want to pick up a name that really influential. So uh, that time we think that the Christ is the most influential person in the Western civilization. So I want to name myself Christ. But then after a little bit uh, uh, thought, I said, well, that would be very difficult. If people say, what's your name? I said, my name is Christ. Then people may, well, may punch my nose when I have a very flat nose already. And uh, if they punch my nose, I have no nose. So better change a little bit. So instead of calling myself Christ, I add a little bit uh, in the back, so call myself Christian. But little I was known, the Lord already knew me before I was born. So when I pick up the, Christ, the name Christian and uh, continue to use that uh, until I was saved in the military. Now remember that, the, uh, that in our country, once you get uh, 20 of the age, you go to military. And, uh, uh, male. And so I went to mi- uh, military, and then one day a uh, colleague came to me and said, that the, hey, do you want to go to church? I said, no, I don't want to go to church, and uh, uh, I hate Christianity, I don't like Christian, and they say they're Christian, but they don't, they don't, uh, they don't even have the more standard like me. And uh, so I reject the colleague. But then he said, well, there's a lot of girls, and... <laughs> singing hymns and, and playing guitars. And uh, so I said, well, if, if, if in that case, I'll go with you. <laughs> now, I, I must confess, this is really bad motivation to go to church. But when I go to church, the Lord just opened my eyes and to see that the, those young people in the church, in, in that time, I still think, think that they are a little bit stupid. But... I found out that they have something I don't have. And that really interests me. So I studied them, and uh, my pastor gave me a book entitled, Is the Bible Inspired Word of God? And I read it. The more I read it, the more I get angry because I think this is propaganda. This is a Christian propaganda. I need to make sure to find it out in order to uh, refute those uh, Christians. But then the more I read, the more I get angry, the finally I finish the whole book in the last uh, page. And the author was a PhD in chemistry in Germany. So he wrote a 
32 questions. Said, have you confessed, com- uh, have you committed this kind of sin and that kind of sin? Have you lied? Well, yes, I lie. Have you steal? Yes, I steal. Have you disobeyed your parents? Yes. And then have you have a really immoral thought? I mean, all those 32 questions uh, relate to sin. Then I committed them all. I thought I'm a good person. But when I look at those questions, then I feel I'm really bad. I, I, I'm the I'm, uh, worst sinners of all. And I was so depressed. And then uh, in the military dorm, I kneeled down and stopped praying. But I don't know how to pray. Never, uh, never, there's nobody teach me how to pray. So I stopped praying. I said, God, if you exist, please help me. Then I stopped broken up and then crying. I don't know how long I cry, but then when I finished crying, I remember those questions, uh, Christians said that the, the miracles will happen. So I wait for miracles. And uh, I remember they say the big lights will happen. So I wait for big lights. Well, uh, after a period of time, no big light. So I thought, maybe it's not big light. Maybe it's an earthquake. So I, I wait for earthquake. But that night, no big lights, no earthquake. But I uh, make a decision. I'm going to back, go back to church and to find out what's happening. And uh, then a year later, I got baptized. So when I got baptized and then look back on that day, September 10, 1978, even though I did not experience so-called physical miracles, but miracles did happen. God had changed my life. So I continue to use Christian as my name, English name, because now this name is really meaningful. And, uh, but I still did not realize how the law is a, a, a playing the whole thing. So after serving in the uh, church in Taiwan for six years, the law opened the door for us to come to the, uh, come to Bob Jones, uh, for, uh, graduation, uh, graduate study. And uh, I first went to American church, and a lady came to me and see that we are uh, a foreigner. And so she came to me and said, oh, wonderful, welcome. What's your name? And I said, my name is Christian Wei. And you can see this her beaming up, and then uh, her eyes pop up, and she was so lightened up and said, wow, this is the only way. I, I never realized that God has already planned that the before I was saved, that the God is showing me Christ is the only way. My friend, there's no other way. When Jesus said, I am the way, the true, and the life, no one go to the Father, he's not saying that I'm a better way. He's not saying I'm a best way. He's saying I am the only way. There's no other way. Either Christ is a liar and Christianity will be the most evil religions of the whole world. Or Christ is telling the truth and he is the only way. There's no other way. And Christianity is the only religion that is trustworthy. Now, if any one of you here are not saved, you better straighten up. 
because there's no other way. If you want to find any other way, you cannot find it because Christ is the only way. And so when we start the mission board and uh, we decide to use the Christian way, is W-A-Y instead of W-E-I. And uh, hopefully you understand, we're trying to show that Christ is the only way. Christian way is nothing, but Christ is the only way. And that's an important concept. Now, uh, Pastor want me to introduce a little bit about myself and my family. So this is my family uh, together. I have uh, four children. Uh, junior is, uh, is this, uh, this one. Now he is Dr. Junior, Dr. Wei Junior, because in Hao House, uh, everybody is uh, pursuing doctor degree. And so uh, our children said, well, if we all got the doctor degree, now, uh, people said Dr. Wei, so who is going to respond? I said, well, I will. And uh, only one Dr. Wei. The rest of you is not Dr. Wei. And uh, so this is Dr. Wei Jr. And then uh, my second daughter, uh, Krista, uh, her husband and uh, two children here. And they, uh, Krista got a uh, doctor degree also. So she is Dr. Krista. And of course, my wife, go with my children uh, during the summertime to pursue uh, graduate uh, study. And uh, 12 years later, she got doctor degree. So she is Dr. Judy. Uh, Dr. Judy, Dr. Krista. And uh, my third uh, child, uh, Christy Ann. Uh, Christy Ann is Christian with A. And uh, she is uh, working on dissertation. Hopefully uh, next year she'll get Dr. Wei. Oh, Dr. Christi, uh, Christiane. And then, uh, Christiane, uh, Christiana, Christiane. And Christiane is Christian with the E. A is, uh, before E. So, uh, Christiane is the last one. <coughs> uh, and she is working on her doctor degree also. And, uh, the reason why we, uh, ask our children to work on doctor degree so that we will be able to uh, use education as a tool to reach out to the Asian uh, people. Now, you, you have to realize that Asian culture think education is very important. And they even sometimes, quote-unquote, consider education an idol. And so because of that, that you, we, we pursue higher degree, we'll be able to reach out to them easily and use education as a tool and to teach them, and they'll be able to uh, understand and listen. Now, we have uh, uh, five uh, grandchildren. Uh, that is a wonderful gift from the Lord because we can spoil them and then send them back. Uh-huh. Uh, and my, my children always said, well, when, when we were young, uh, you always, uh, done, I mean, very serious, why you treat the uh, grandchildren like this? I said, well, because I'm grandparent. Uh, well, that's a privilege of the grandparents. Okay. Well, that's my family. They are all involved into ministry. And uh, uh, <coughs> I'm very grateful for that. Uh, because when, when you serve as a family to serve the Lord together, and that's a great blessing. 
and thank you so much for for your prayer and also for your support and and so that they will uh, they they have this desire to serve the Lord. Now uh, uh, that's their name and uh, Chris, uh, Dr. Wade Jr.'s uh, wife is Emily and uh, Krista's uh, husband is Nathaniel Smith and uh, 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 so the little one is Parker and. I, I must admit, Parker is not my favorite name. Uh, but now uh, he is the most close uh, uh, grandchild I have because every every afternoon he will come to me and take a nap with me. And so we are very close. <laughs> well, um, our missions is involved into uh, 1040 window. This is because, I mean, when the Lord called us, and uh, put the burden in our heart that we will not go to the, uh, 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 like a Paul, uh, that they, he doesn't want to go to the gospel has been preached. He wants to go to the gospel that has not been preached. Now, 1040 window has been always neglect, and because this is a, uh, this is a, uh, uh, area, uh, that, uh, uh, called restrict assassination. But the Bible said that we need to preach all uh, the gospel uh, to all nations. So Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 said, Go ye therefore and uh, making disciples of all nations. It's not just a, a small area or it's not a one nation or one tribe. It's all nations. And so that's a great commission. Not only that, Mark 16 verse 15 says, Go ye into all the world. And the the Lord's desire is to reach out to the world. And Luke 24 verse 47 says, In his name among all nations. And then uh, Acts chapter 1 uh, verse 8 says, And unto the uttermost part of the earth. But we have to admit that today our church kind of neglect those uh, restricted assassinations. Now, we have so many uh, mission endeavor in the free country. But on those uh, restricted access nation, uh, on those Muslim country, on those, uh, those uh, uh, bamboo curtains, that we, we have a very little mission endeavors. So I would like to share with you the importance of uh, reaching out to the uttermost of the uh, part of the earth and all nations. Because... The, the nations in 1040 window is also in the Great Commission. Now, what is 1040 windows? In mythology, that we know that the, on the map from the 40 latitude to 10 latitude, on that uh, imagined box, there's a 63 nations that lock in that particular uh, imagined box called 1040 windows. And that 1040 windows actually consists of two-thirds of a world population, which is about probably 5.2 billion people if we have 8.2 billion people today. Now, so five, uh, two-thirds of a world population is in that small window. And you have to realize the non Christian, uh, major non-Christian religions are actually start from that 1040 windows. Yeah, you name it. Those, uh, uh Buddhist, 
and uh, Islam and uh, Hindu and the big, those are false religions actually start from there. And now in China, atheism, which uh, uh, people said that's not the religion, but actually that's a religion, atheism. They don't believe in God. They believe in themselves as God. And so this is, this is very uh, significant that we need to understand. 95% of the, the 1040 window, the population of 1040 windows are unevangelized. Nobody talked to them about the gospel, and, and they have no one to, uh, uh, to spread out the gospel to them and even tell them the planned salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we call those nations restrict assassination. The acronym is RUN. Well, you understand, because there's all kinds of obstacles and problems in those, uh, those uh, uh, nations. Uh, you have 90% of 4.6 and maybe 5.2 now that the souls never heard the gospel once. And then some of them don't even know the name of Jesus. One of our missionaries went into China and talked to an old lady, an old lady, and said that I have a friend whose name is Jesus. Uh, let me introduce Jesus to you. And she said, well, could you ask your friend to come a little bit late because I need to clean the house. So after I clean the house, then you can invite your friend Jesus to come. She never heard the name of Jesus. And our missionaries, uh, friends, uh, talked to this lady about Jesus Christ, and she made the decision to trust Christ that time, that day. So, who is going to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ? When Hudson Taylor went to China and uh, explained the gospel plainly to one of the Confucianism uh, uh, teacher, and so after he finished the gospel. And then the, the, uh, the teacher, uh, believed in Confucianism and then trust the Lord. After, uh, he accepted the Lord and asked Hassan Taylor, and when is the gospel came to your country? Hassan Taylor said the, the gospel came to England already 300 years. And the man was so fierce and holding Hassan Taylor's collar, and said, but why, why you come so late? Who is going to tell those millions and, and, and millions soul about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Honestly, I, I am a missionary product. If, if it's not the American missionaries come to my country to share the gospel with me, I will probably continue lost. But because the missionary come to my country and uh, left their own home, left their own country, left their own comfortable zone, and come to a culture they never know, and, and with this burden of the love of God to reach out to this man who don't know the truth. Otherwise, I will if he, if he, if the missionary didn't come, I would probably die in my own sin. My friend, this is important because this is the day that we need to make a decision and to see that the God's heart is for all nations, not just in one nation. 
It is wonderful that we have a wonderful uh, time in our own church, a local church. But we need to understand the Great Commission is not just for the local church. It's, it's all nation. We need to station in our local uh, time, local place. But yet we need to go out. We need to move on. We need to go and in order to reach out to the, to the world. Restricted access nation. People hear about the restricted access nation. They kind of ran away. So it called ran. Why? Because they don't want to face the difficulties and problems. Government, most of the government in the 1040 windows actually disallowed the gospel to go in. And then uh, very little mission endeavors in the past because they lock out. And so very small amount of mission uh, endeavors came into the 1040 windows. But most difficult thing is actually we have to admit there's a, there's a severe persecutions happen in those 1040 windows. And people run away. I pray that the, we don't want run away. We, we need to go and we need to come up with an uh, idea. So we call it created access nation. Instead of run away, we need to make sure that we can do something. And so it is uh, very difficult to go in 1040 windows, but you can do like a 10 makers, English teachers, business person, and trying to uh, be professionals to get in, or international school, college uh, professors or teachers, and then even tourists that you can actually reach out to the people. We have a missionaries went into China before it opened up. And uh, just every, every time he go in, just check in the hotel, and then uh, he will invite uh, Chinese uh, pastors and preachers and, and people into the hotel room. And then at that hotel room, he preached the gospel and teach the pastors and training the preachers. And he literally actually led a thousand people to the Lord. Every time he go in and he make uh, determination to reach out to the people. As long as we are willing, there's always a way that we can do for the Lord and to spread of the gospel. So I invite you to consider, pray, maybe the Lord called you to the mission field and uh, restrict access nation. And uh, uh, don't just stay in the comfortable zone. And then become an investors. And that is also a way to, to do that. Now, China is the gate of 1040 windows. Because once you get into China, then the around country, a lot of Muslim country, that you, you'll be able to go in. And then there's a, uh, China is actually the largest mission field uh, of the world at this moment. Assume India will be the largest uh, mission, uh, mission, uh, mission field. Uh, they, they are very close in population right now. And now uh, there's a 130 million Chinese Christian uh, actually inside of China. Well, you, you think, well, 130 million, that's a lot of numbers. But compared with the 1.4 billion people, one 
30 million is not even 10%. And so still a lot of people, you have actually 1.3 billion people are not safe. There's a lot of people, a lot of souls that we need to reach out. So my friends, it's important that we need to do something. Uh, many are seeking. Those young people want to know the truth. And the souls are waiting. And uh, who will go to them to tell them the gospel? And uh, they have a very heavy burden on their shoulder, on their heart, because they don't know the truth. So uh, in the early uh, 90s, we start going inside of China to train the national pastors and preachers. So we go into the remote uh, countryside. We're uh, trying to train the pastors and preachers so that the, uh, they can train their own people. So we go in uh, every time uh, a month. And after a month, then we come out and wait for a, a month or two, we go in again. So every year in the early 90s, we go in six months a year and trying to reach out to those pastors and, and preachers. So we have underground seminary in mainland China, and we have faced all kinds of challenges and uh, persecution, and we have been chased by the policemen, security bureau. We have been chased by the gangsters. We have, we have faced all kinds of uh, dangers when we go in. But the, the burden to train the national pastor is so strong that we, we need to do it. Otherwise, the false teachings and false uh, prophets go in and then trying to de- uh, deceive the house churches. So uh, this is the picture of all those pastors. And they are not sitting in the nice pew like you are sitting right now. They are sitting on the wood and the board, and they are, uh, they are learning the, the Word of God uh, from uh, the morning around probably uh, 4 or 5 uh, a.m. until 9, 6 or 7 a.m. And then uh, the next day, they wake up doing the same thing the whole month. Now, the first time I went into uh, house churches, and I preach like a normal uh, Western preacher, only 45 minutes. And you cannot, you cannot preach long, uh, because if, if you preach longer than 45 minutes, they are not going to invite you back. And uh, so I teach 45 minutes, and I sit down. Nobody leave. And uh, I say, well, I finished. Then the pastor said, Brother Wei, if you don't preach three hours, they're not going to leave. Three hours. And, and so I continue to preach until, uh, until they are satisfied. See, they walk six miles one way to listen to the preaching. They're not going to go back only 45 minutes after a sermon of 45 minutes. They want to hear the word of God. And they, they, they really hunger and eager to hear the word of God. And this is a, a group of people we train. And uh, sometimes we face uh, uh, difficulties because we hide in the village. And one time we have 80 
pastors gather together in the winter time, and everybody is uh, so cold. But then we have a guard, and to guard uh, the 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 training ground. And then uh, this is the last day, and we all fall to sleep. Even the guard falls asleep. And then <coughs> next day, the one of the uh, village people come to the leaders says. Uh, thank the Lord that nothing happened to your training ground. We didn't know what's happening, so we asked what's happening. Uh, then the man said, well, last night, there's a 20 cards came over to the village and checked with each uh, uh, house and to see whether there's a woman that has a second child. So this group of 20, uh, 20 cards they want to uh, take over and uh, uh, catch all those uh, pregnant women with a second baby. And so they, 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 take, they go into every house of that village except one, the one that we have training. And uh, in early time, 90s, that the China has a one-child policy. Now, if you have, if the wife has a second baby, they're going to uh, get you to the hospital, abort the child, even if the child is nine months uh, old. So they kill a lot of babies. And, and, but yet that night, they, they search every house and miss one house. Now, when we heard that uh, uh, news, we all cried. Because we know it is God's protection. Otherwise, those 80 pastors, half of them will go to jail for 12 years. And that's the situation. But because of those kind of difficulties, and uh, uh, the, even though we, we try to get a secret training places, but that we still feel that this is not the best way to train them. Look at the classroom setting. There's a board there, and they are sitting the whole day. And this is a house church in, in China, and uh, uh, it, it, it's not too clear. But you can see there's a letter here. That letter is actually connected to the attic. Okay? Now, this time, the attic is full of people. They have a small uh, house, and then squeeze everybody in, and then they have an attic, and then they will squeeze people uh, in, in the attic also. And one time, the, the attic is actually whole, the whole attic is actually collapsed, and the people just fall down. Now, the pastor, this is the pastor. Oh, sorry. This is the pastor. The pastor usually will stand in the gate, and, and when they come, uh, the, the people come, and the pastor will say, go home. Today, we don't have a room for you. Come next time. But in the States, a pastor has dragged people to come to worship. That's a totally different situation. So, brothers and sisters, you need to treasure the freedom we have. And when the, when the church door open, make sure you come. Because the time may come, we don't have the freedom even though if you want to come to worship, then there's no opportunity. 
Look at the situation in the state. Who knows when the persecution will come? When we'll lose the freedom? I mean, even in the pandemic, we already have been ordered not to meet together. And some of the church cannot meet face to face. And if they insist, they're going to be uh, persecuted and uh, fined. And, and that's so that the, uh, the persecution, serious persecution, will soon come. And so we come up with a, uh, the law actually come up with the idea. So we train the uh, Timothy and Titus training, pastors and preachers training in the small island in Saipan. And the law opened the door for us to start an international uh, school there. And now we developed into international college and, uh, and was accredited under the tracks, which is uh, uh, under the USDE. And so by doing that, we will be able to legally uh, invite those pastors and preachers to come over to our uh, college to get training. And once we finish the training, we send them back. And so uh, since 2005, we start this kind of training, and 364 Chinese preachers has been trained by uh, and at least 95 American pastors and professors came to teach in Saipan. This is the way we brought the, the pastors and uh, preachers in China uh, to Saipan. And then we invite the professors and pastors to come over to, uh, to our uh, small island. Uh, Pastor Sen uh, came over to the island to teach for us also. And then uh, after the West and uh, the East pastors meet each other and they they actually learn from each other. The the Chinese pastor learn from the knowledge, biblical knowledge from the Western uh, American pastors and preachers. But American pastors and preachers learn from their suffering experience from the house church pastors. Most of the American pastors come over to the small island to teach the, the men and they came back different preacher because now they see the, the raw Christianity. Uh, there's a no uh, mixed Christianity there. They, they are willing to give their lives for Jesus Christ. And so that's a great impact uh, on those American uh, teachers. Uh, so this is a teach, uh, 2T uh, training ground. Uh, 358 preachers went back to China. But we, we calculate how many uh, people they can actually uh, impact. Uh, they started a lot of churches and also started church school. And the networking uh, with that uh, three 400 pastor, they can reach out to 1.8 million Chinese believers. This is the way to train uh, the pastors and preachers. Reach out to them so that they will be able to reach out to their own people. And we still have a 1.3 billion souls to reach out. But uh, only us, it is impossible in this, in this life. But if we can train pastors, train mass pastors and preachers, it is possible to reach out to 1.3 billion souls. 
And so, my friends, it's important that uh, we start uh, looking into the Great Commission more seriously. So we have a safe uh, training ground in Saipan to train those uh, suffering brothers and sisters. And this is a K group. Why we give them, uh, call them K group or different <coughs> English name? Because when they first come to the island, we gave them different English name. Uh, so like a car, uh, Kyle, and, and so if they go back to China, and uh, in case they're being arrested, and uh, the policeman will say, who's your classmate? And they will say, oh, I have Kyle, uh, 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 Caleb, uh, that uh, are my classmate. Well, they have no way to find who is Kyle, or who's uh, Kate, or uh, Kim, whatever, because that's not their real name. And uh, then we have uh, the L group, uh, Lucas, Luke, and uh, all kinds of English names. And M, M group and uh, uh, 2T man O group. And we do have a P group, but we don't have a Q group uh, because we don't have a, a lot of a English, name, English name in Q. And then we have an R group, and then we have an S group and a T group. And uh, we already finished uh, uh, Z group already. So uh, because we have an international uh, school and uh, international college, we need a native speaker to come to join us. This young man went to China for uh, two years and uh, knew our ministry, so he came to join our, uh, our school and to teach our uh, people. And, and those uh, young people came from China, and uh, they have uh, the privilege uh, to be educated here uh, in Saipan so that they will be able to uh, learn the truth and know the truth. And so we need more American teachers to join us uh, because uh, we, sp- sp- we, don't spoke, uh, we don't speak uh, pure English. We speak Chinglish. So we don't want our students to speak English. We want them to speak English. So if you have burden, please join us. Not only the young people can join, the old people also. Mrs. Lehman, when she contacted me, she was 79 years old and uh, uh, last year. And so she, she said, well, uh, I'm willing to go to the mission field do you think that you can have a place for me? I said, sure. I mean, we'll be happy to have you. So she came over and now she is teaching Spanish and, uh, and also history. So please pray for Mrs. Lehman. She just uh, uh, finished her 80 years birthday uh, in Saipan. And I'm low willing, she said that she will stay there uh, as, as many as years that God allows her. And so please pray for her. Now, so uh, if you are less than 80 years old or 79 years old, you still have the opportunity to go to a mission field. We'll take care, good care of you. So please come. Okay, now, persecution in China. Now, what can we do for our suffering brothers and sisters in uh, Chinese house churches? 
I think that's important for us to ask these questions and to do something. Uh, of course, I mean, you have heard, heard all kinds of sermons says, oh, you can pray, definitely, we need your prayer. You can give, definitely, you can give to help. And, but then, the most important thing is that uh, you can definitely go. Because the Bible did said, now, uh, the field is white. The Lord said, well, pray that the Lord will send forth the laborers into the field, into his field. Now, he did not say, well, pray that they send money there. Uh, pray that they will send more prayer there. But he did say, send forth laborers. And the word, Greek word, send forth, is not just go. It's actually uh, ca- uh, catch some, something and cast into the field. So we need to pray that God will cast more laborers into the field. Why the Lord used that strong word, cast them into the field? Because a lot of people don't want to go. I mean, that's the re- reason why that strong Greek word to, to cast them into. And, and I must say, if I follow my own flesh, I don't want to go to those uh, uh, dangerous places. But because the Holy Spirit and cast us into it, then we have to follow the, the guidance and leadings of the Holy Spirit. So we do need to pray. And the persecution is real. This is, those pictures actually sent to me by some of the uh, internal friends who are Christian but working in the policeman, uh, police uh, uh, security bureau system. And he sent those pictures to me and said, by the way, tell our people in the States, this is a real thing. Persecution did happen. Now, you thought this lady is just a kneel down. No, she is not kneel down. She is kneel down on the, her knee on the bow, the, the rice bowl here. Sometimes they will use Coca-Cola cap and then they will uh, kneel down on the cap and then uh, before long that cap will uh, insert into the flesh and ruin the, the kneel. And that's kind of persecution. And the policeman is smoking there and they don't need to beat you, but they have ways to hurt you badly. And she is just a passing out the gospel and being arrested and being tortured like this. And this old lady also doing similar ministry. Then uh, they use this electronic bar and to hurt her and uh, trying to torture her. This young lady uh, was beaten up and uh, the teeth was, uh, uh, was actually uh, the, the destroyed. And, and, and this, this, is, this is a treatment. And she is a young lady and trying to pass out certain kind of a Christian books and then being arrested. And those kind of things, uh, as long as you are a Christian, then you are going to face persecution like this. And this young man uh, passing out some kind of a, uh, Christian books and they have been uh, 
uh, they, they arrested him, said that he has uh, published the illegal books and torture him. He almost died. And uh, that, I mean, this is, this, is a, this is kind of treatment, just like you treated the, uh, the spy, but yet the Christian people has been treated like this, tortured like this. Are we ready for persecution, my friends? Philippians chapter 1 verse 29 said, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. In the free country, we have this wrong mentality to think that uh, as long as I believe in Jesus Christ, I will have all the blessings. The prosperity theology actually is a false teaching, came from false prophets and false teachers. But yet, because uh, in our society, we want to pursue prosperity and success, and so we neglect the biblical teaching, the true Christianity is not about me. The true Christianity is about Christ. And so, when we are called to believe on his name, we need to get ready to suffer for Christ's sake. You see, when you look at the English, I mean, I'm an ESL student, but I, even I can understand that on behalf uh, of Christ, not only, but also, means that's a one coin of two sides. That's one thing. Not only believe on him, his name, but also to suffer for his sake. This is one thing. If you believe on his name, get ready to suffer for his sake. If you are not ready to suffer for his sake, lo, oh, woe behold, your faith may not be genuine. Because pistis, the Greek word pistis, from this side is believing in. But from this side, is faithfulness. You say you believe him, then be faithful to him, even faithful unto death. This is the situation we need to do. Now, if the church today, modern church today, that we all have this kind of preparation to be willing to die for Jesus Christ, I can guarantee that our church is going to have a revival. But the problem is, we only want to take the good side, but we don't want to pay the, pen, uh, pay, pay the price to follow Jesus Christ. But in, in the persecuted country, then faith and persecution are the same thing. That's a pure Christianity. So my friends, get ready. If you truly believe in Jesus Christ, get ready to suffer for his sake. And the Bible also says, First, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall suffer per- persecution. It is not saying maybe persecution or perhaps suffer persecution. Shall suffer persecution. So if you desire and, and will 
that live godly in Christ Jesus now be ready for the persecution and suffer for Jesus' sake. Well, a story talking about a young man who is going to get a job in a city. So he come back to talk to the pastor, says, Pastor, I'm going to go to this city and to work. And the pastor was shocked and said, well, remember, you need to know this city is persecuted Christian. And so the pastor is trying to comfort him and, and strengthen him, make sure that he will uh, be careful. So he went. Six months later, he came back. And then the pastor was very uh, worried and says, uh, did you face persecution? What's happening? And the man, the young man said, oh, no persecution, they're fine. And then the pastor was very uh, surprised and said, that's impossible. This, this city persecuted Christian. Well, then the young man uh, whispered to the pastor, says, well, because they don't know I'm a Christian. The reason why we are not being persecuted is because we don't have Christian testimony. People don't know it. They don't know that we're Christian. They don't know that we have a desire to get people saved. They don't know that we are great commissioned Christian who is actually disciple of Jesus Christ, want to make disciple of Jesus Christ. So we don't make disciple of Jesus Christ. Why will face persecution? The devil doesn't even want to uh, deal with you. Because you are not going to hurt the devil's kingdom. Why he bothered? And sometimes we as a Christian actually pull the leg of those people who want to be disciples of Jesus Christ. That's the reason why we have no persecution. But if we are willing to live a godly life, then get ready for persecution, my friend. And, and so let me show you uh, what's happening in China today. Uh, Christian persecution does, does persist in, in China. But the current persecution of Christian in China is more sophisticated. And, and, and in, in the multi-dimensions multi-dimension, than in the past, whose main state was a brute, uh, brute force. In cultural revelation, people, uh, as long as you, uh, they know that you're a Christian, they're going to... Uh, kill you and persecute you or you are going to disappear. Nobody knows. But nowadays, they, the, the Chinese government want to play a show and to let the Western world to know that they have a religion freedom. So they, they're kind of a more sophisticated and the multi-faith way of persecute Christian people. First of all, they detain the worship. Now, if you want to go to church, they block up. I mean, they will send the policemen uh, to, uh, to stop you come over to church. Very similar to the pandemic uh, time. I mean, they, they, uh, they will stop and the police car will stop the ch- uh, church people to come, come in the, the church building. And then uh, they will dem- demolitions uh, cross. Because cross is actually the symbol of Christianity. But they, they destroyed the cross and uh, the big cross. Even the government church, they destroyed the cross. And uh, look at this, and they destroyed the cross everywhere. 
Sometimes there were demolitions of oversight churches. Now, this church is a government church, and they they think this is too big, so they just come over and demolishes the whole thing. So this is a church, and soon been been destroyed, and you can see the building even so huge. The government said no. Uh, this is not what we want to promote. And then next next day, they destroyed it. Of course, I mean, a lot of a house church building has been destroyed also. And they just sent the bulldozer and destroyed all the church building. And uh, left those brothers and sisters without the place to worship the Lord. Now, uh, if you don't have a place to worship the Lord, then the church soon disappears. And this is another picture that you can see. And they will crack down the house churches. Now, if you uh, just rent the uh, apartment and uh, gather people together, so they will send the policemen to come into the church and then uh, stop the church in the middle of uh, the service. And they, ar- they will arrest the leaders. And so when the leader is, uh, is being, has been arrested, then the sheep just are running around. And uh, they uh, arrest the leader. This man has been locked up for 20 years already. And these two gentlemen also uh, being locked up for three years. And this man just being sentenced uh, to the jail. And sometimes they were sentenced in jail and they put into jail bars like this. Now this young lady, uh, before... Uh, she was sentenced, she was beaten up. So you can see that the blood on her uh, shirt. And she's only just 16 years old and uh, faced persecution. And this gentleman uh, was already being locked in the jail for three years without any uh, court uh, uh, trial. They can do whatever they want. And this old lady being locked up in the uh, animal cage. Terrible. But only because she was a Christian. She is a Christian. And this, this young man, I mean, uh, is just a, a, a sincere brother being locked up in the very uh, serious uh, uh, jail uh, with a criminal. Physical torture. Uh, and, and this young lady has been beaten up. And uh, uh, this pastor has been tortured. And the uh, old man actually uh, came and used his own body to protect the pastor. And those things happen over and over Again, in China. And again, a brother has been openly, publicly tortured. And this uh, young lady uh, passed out the tracks, being arrested and uh, treated like a criminal. And the, the scar on the face. And this lady opened her house to meet, uh, have the uh, church to meet and was arrested, uh, treated as a criminal. 
And this pastor has been uh, chained uh, in, in like a, like a uh, criminal. Of course, I mean, they concede the honor to be like Jesus Christ being persecuted. But those are the real people. This young man was killed uh, because his faith. Hebrews 13 verse 3 says, Remember then that I am bound as a bound with them and then with suffer adversary, adversities as being yourself also in the body. We need to remember those who are suffering. And we need to see that we are bound with them. The Bible said that one member suffer, all suffer. We do have a brothers and sister in China who is suffering and uh, being persecuted. But what have we done? Anything to them? Have we prayed for them? Have we uh, doing anything to help them and to 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 be able to uh, let them know that we remember them? In the nineties, one of the older preachers has been uh, uh, has been. Uh, uh, release from China. The Christian people trying to get a lot of paperwork so that the, the older preachers will be able to come out from China to the States. So the first day the preachers came to California, a lot of the Christian people came uh, to receive him. And he uh, got them uh, from the airplane and they immediately, the Christian people immediately bring, in, bring him into a very nice restaurant, order a lot of uh, nice food. And then they all want to celebrate his freedom. So when he uh, looked at the brothers and sisters, prepared all the meals, and he cried bitterly. And so the, the Christian people said, uh, Pastor, don't cry, and you're free now. You're already released from all the persecution. And when he heard about that, he cried even bitter. And then uh, they keep on comforting him. And once he was a little bit uh, uh, calm, and he told the Christian people, he said, how can I eat when I remember my brothers and sister?" still suffered inside of that persecution. How can I eat when I remember my brothers and sisters are still in suffering? Remember then that I am bound as bond with them. Remember them. Would you remember them? Let's pray. Oh, Father, we know that they have 
that our brothers and sisters who suffer for thee, that they have shown faithfulness to thee. It is definitely our uh, example. Help us, Father, to prepare well in order when the persecution comes that we will honor and glorify thy name. But at this moment, we do need to remember them. Help us, Father, to have thy uh, mercy and grace and also thy uh, wisdom in order we will be able to help them, remember them, and so that they will uh, comfort them in their hearts. And so as we pray together, how many of you said, Lord, help me to remember them and also uh, to do something for the persecuted uh, churches and the suffering brothers and sisters. If that's your desire, could you raise your hand? Say, Lord, help me. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, as we gather together, unite our hearts and to see that we are in the same body of Christ. And so help us never forget uh, the blessings we have, but never forget the suffering of our brothers and uh, in the restricted access nation. We thank you for this time. Bless each one of us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.